0: Hello and welcome to the Grit and Grace podcast. I am your host, Tonya Bruton, and I am so glad that you are here listening today. Um, As always, if this is your first time or if you're a returning listener, I am blessed to have you here. And I hopefully that you will be blessed with a uh, good program midweek. I just love to come to you guys in the middle of the week and just kind of hopefully bring something to you that will encourage you and bless you and kind of give you a, a lift up to get through the rest of your week. So uh, for, th- for this week's program, this week's episode, um, I've got some a couple of great people on, Mr. Rick and Miss Jane McKinney. Rick and Jane McKinney, they're an awesome couple um, they're, and ministers of the gospel. They've planted churches, pastored churches, traveled the world. We're going to talk about some of that uh, witnessing, uh, you can find out more from, from their book. And so we walked, which is great. It's available on Amazon and their websites. And so we walked.org and Rick and Jane And we'll make sure you guys have all that information again later as well. Um, so welcome Rick and Jane to the podcast. Um, why don't you, uh, guys or you all just, uh, uh, come on on and just introduce yourselves I'll say a little bit more than what I had there. What are what are you guys been up to? Okay.
1: How well, go ahead. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, uh, we are Rick and Jane. We have been married almost 50 years. It'll be 50 years next June. Um, and uh, we met in Oklahoma at uh, college our second week of our freshman year and we've been together ever since. And uh, we've had a great life of ministry together. Um, Right now, Jane is teaching high school, and uh, she's a full-time sub, and so she's there most every day, and I teach at the University of the Cumberlands. Uh, I teach Old Testament, New Testament, and church history, Um, and uh, we are writing books now, and uh, we have two out, and we have another one that's going to be launched in about two weeks uh, called until the whole world knows about witnessing and sharing your faith. So, uh, we're busy people. Uh, we also have hobbies. I'm a woodworker and Jane's a quilter and, uh, we do craft shows. So, uh, we're not home very much. We're, we're pretty busy folks, but we love the Lord and love telling people about him.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, Jane, what subjects do you teach? Uh, whatever they need today. Whatever they need.
2: Yeah, today I was in construction.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Wow! So you kind of wear all wear
2: all kind of different hats. I I do. I do. Awesome! It's it's wonderful. It's very interesting and keeps me out of trouble. So well, and
0: congratulations on almost fifty years of marriage. That's a wonderful (laughs) testimony in today's time for sure. Thank you. Thank you. For sure. So um I did mention it. Well, and again, it's great to have you guys on the show. And I did mention uh, the book. um And so we walked and you guys probably get asked about this one, I guess, the most right now. I don't know, but uh it really did uh, spark my interest. And so the first question I had kind of was more for you, Rick. Um You mentioned that God spoke to you, and correct me if I say anything wrong here, but that God spoke to you while you were reading in Joshua 1, and that inspired you to go on this walk across America. And is that accurate? And uh, can you say a little bit more to that or how you sure. that all got started? Uh,
1: yeah, we were actually traveling uh, in full time evangelism at the time. And I've been preaching all year about reclaiming America. Uh, reclaiming our churches, reclaiming our families, reclaiming our communities, and reclaiming our nation. And so I was studying one night, and I was reading Joshua chapter 1, and I heard a voice. Uh, It was a real voice to me. I don't know if anybody else could have heard it or not, but I thought it was real. I turned around to see who had come into the room, and the voice said, do you believe what you're reading? And I said, well, of course I believe it. It's in the Bible. And so God and I began this conversation and it boiled down to him asking me if I believed the principle that every place you put the sole of your foot, you can claim. And I, I told him I did believe that. He said, well, what do you want to claim? And of course, the first thing that came to my mind was what I've been preaching about all year, which was reclaiming America. And I said, well, I want to reclaim our country. And he said, uh, how much of it do you want to reclaim? I said, all of it. He said, then put your foot down from one side to the other. And that's how it started. And so um, we trained all that year, walked. We were not athletes. We were not walkers at all. Mm -hmm. uh, But we started finding out about walking, walking a mile or two a day. We actually walked about 1,500 miles in 2005, uh, getting ready for the trip, bought all kinds of equipment and special shoes and uh, rain gear and everything we would need, uh, lining up volunteer drivers who would come and uh, drive within three or four miles of us all day as we were walking with emergency supplies and driving the route ahead of time, making sure it was going to work. And then on January 1st, 2006, we took our first steps from Santa Monica pier in Los Angeles, California.
0: Wow. That's the, I just never thought about the, all of that. That's a lot of planning. That's a lot of, a lot of work went into that for sure.
2: Yeah, there really was. Um, We talked to several people, who had actually walked long distances, met with them, um, shared emails back and forth. We had a lady that sent us uh, maps that she had used. And um, so, yeah, there was a lot of preparation. Um, you don't just, I mean, I, I guess you could, but we, <laughs> did, we didn't just take out walking. We we needed to have a little bit of planning.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I yeah. mean, he. yeah, you mentioned um, in the book that, I mean, there's there's money there's uh you know depending on what's going on with with however you what kind of job you have at the time if you do and um you know where you are going to stay and like you say I mean there's way more to it than that but that's uh that's quite a feat and uh to me it just it sounds really exciting but I'm the more I got to thinking about it I was like (laughs) I bet there's a lot there was a lot to it more to it than that but um you know evidently it was worth well worthwhile but um, I had a question, I guess, or I just wanted to kind of bring up to, um, what you, you talked about, uh, or Rick said this in the book about worrying over how to tell you Jane about, <laughs> about him getting this, um, call from the Lord or yeah, uh, this word from the Lord. And if y'all don't mind, I just wanted to read just like a, a paragraph from some, sure. from part of it, um where he says there is absolutely no substitute for having a spouse and life partner who is also a spiritual partner and sojourner. I do not mean as some may assume that you must have a partner who is a yes person. I'm not talking about someone who is weak and subservient and who goes along with any harebrained idea that pops into your mind. No, that is definitely not Jane as I was soon to learn on a deeper level than ever before she is the strongest person physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally I have ever known. This is, that just touched my heart for one, that that he's stating, that you're stating, Rick, um, how you value her and that you, you explained how you valued um, not just her coming on board, but what she contributes once she is on board and y'all are both on, on the same vision on the same path. You made sure to point out that she is valuable um, to, uh, has valuable things, uh, to contribute to what you guys do. And, but how hard was that to convince her? And if Jane, you want to say how, uh, kind of give your perspective when it came to you for, uh, about that? Well,
2: um, the first thing I said was, okay, can we ride bikes? It <laughs> seemed like that might be easier. And he said, no, the principle is to put our feet down. And so, um, at this point, um we we'd been married I don't know almost 40 years I guess 35 years and I had followed him through some harebrained ideas (laughs) (laughs) like you said but I know him enough to know that if God told him something especially if he tells me he heard God's voice then it's true then I believe him and so if God told him we're supposed to do this then um okay I'm on uh let's let's do it so um it was it was hard and um I I can't even tell you how how hard it was (laughs) but um but we knew God asked us to do it and and when God asked him to do it then it's me too we're we're a pair we're a couple and um, we we do things together and so i knew i was supposed to do it too and there were there were times when when i i got blisters really bad um and my feet hurt so bad and he would say you don't have to go today and i said yes i do um quitting is not an option i signed on for this and we're both putting our feet down across america and so um wow we, Yeah. And I mean, the only way that we were able to do this though, was with God's help, Tanya, you can't, you can't do something like this without God's help. And we just, we learned to depend on him more than we ever have before or since. I mean,
0: um, every,
2: every day was a journey with, with God.
0: Wow. So for example, do you guys came across what it sounds like, all types of people along the way. That was kind of part of the point too, I'm assuming was um, not just that the main goal there was where your feet are trod, but, and your prayers and all of that for the country. But um, you guys came in contact with people of all walks. Is that true? Or how, what about that?
1: Yeah, just every kind of person you can imagine. And uh, here's the thing, Tanya. we had been praying for the entire year before the walk, uh, that God would set up divine appointments. We mm-hmm. believe very strongly that God orchestrates our steps. That's what the Bible tells us. Mm-hmm. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of God. Mm-hmm. And so since that's true, and we knew God was going to be ordering our steps, we asked him to order the steps of others so that we would cross their path at exactly the right time. When you think about that, when you we took almost 5 million steps each. Wow. And so when you think about that, one or two steps different can make all the difference in who you meet. So if you come up to a intersection in a city and the light's red or the light's green, that makes a difference in who you're going to meet a block down the road. You may miss them if you have to wait. And so all of those things, we believe God orchestrated every step of the way, all the way across America, so that we could meet exactly the right people. And we saw it over and over We would come around a corner or go up a hill. And at the top of the hill, there'd be five or six construction workers just leaning on their shovels, looking at us like, what took you guys so long to get here? Mm. I mean, they were just like (laughs) waiting for us to, to show up. And we met a DHL delivery person in Gallup, New Mexico, and the timing was exact. She was just coming out of a building as we were walking by, and she had seen us walking as she was making her deliveries. She had seen us all over Gallup that day. So She wanted to know what we were doing, and it gave us an opportunity to talk to her. Uh, We met homeless people living under bridges. Uh, We walked through five Native American reservations, so we got to talk to a lot of Native Americans. Uh, We walked through every inner city that we could route ourselves through. Um, One of our favorite places was to walk through uh, West Memphis, Arkansas and Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, wow. Uh, we, We walked through almost exclusively African-American neighborhoods on uh, both sides of the river in Memphis. And it was actually one of the most wonderful experiences of our life. Um, We were hugged and uh, greeted and smiled at and and talked to uh, by African-Americans at a much greater uh, rate than we were anybody else in the nation. Um, it was just as though God had prepared their hearts for us. Uh, I I kid about it and say I was buried in more black bosoms than I care to remember. (laughs) And uh, I mean, the the women would just grab me and and pull me to their chest. And it was just, it was amazing Uh um, to see how God had opened their hearts up. And they knew that we cared for them because we had made an effort to route ourselves in such a way, and everybody advised us not to walk through those neighborhoods, not to go there. But honestly, we never once felt threatened by a single person uh, in almost three thousand miles. We never felt like anybody was ever a threat to us. Uh, dogs, that was a different uh, trouble, <laughs> right? Situation, but <laughs> people, people never seemed like they they wanted to do us anything but but good. Yeah, wow.
0: That is so good. That just touches my heart. And what a good point! I like how you say. Not only did you ask him, we well we know he orders our steps, well, but um, to take care of you all and and direct you all, but you, you set up, you prayed for those divine appointments. Those are so important. And I did that just, yeah, that just really touches me. Do you think, I mean, is that, I was just curious, uh, my own curiosity, um, what's up with the walking? I mean, she had a, (laughs) Jane's got a, had a legitimate point. um, What's wrong with riding a bike or a car? I mean, I get, (laughs) I get though, you would have missed a lot of, um, just like you say, the, the lady driving the, the delivery, uh, van, you would have missed a lot of those things are going through the reservation perhaps, yes. or just a lot of different situations. But, um, is that kind of the thing about the walking or is there any, was there something else to that too?
1: Well, I think there was the principle uh, of putting our feet down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but one of the things that we noticed was when you walk across America, you see things completely differently than when you're driving. So I always use the example when you're driving 60 or 70 miles an hour down the road and you see one of those white crosses, Uh you think about it for about three or four seconds right? um, because you you see it just as you get there and then it's gone. When you're walking, you see that white cross for a half a mile before you get there Mm -hmm. and you can't get it out of your mind because you're taking one step closer to it, uh, you know, one step at a time. And then when you get close enough to it, you can see the name that's written on it and you can see the little teddy bear that's strapped to it. And then you think about it for another half a mile after you pass it. And so walking makes... A huge difference in how you perceive everything. So we would spend that time as we approached that cross and as we walked past it. And then as we thought about it for a few moments afterwards, we would take that time to pray for that family that we knew was still grieving, mm. um, to pray for the situation. And, uh, you know, there were probably people involved that need to be forgiven and need to forgive other people. Um, and, and so when we walked by a church, we prayed for their pastor and for their people. When we walked past the funeral home, we prayed for the funeral that was going on inside. Um, So the walking gave us an opportunity to pray on a level that we'd never been able to pray for before, because you see things so differently and you have time to do it. Um, You know, people ask us what we talked about all day. Well, uh, most of the day we prayed. Uh, And when we weren't praying, we were talking to each other about what we had just seen and how we needed to pray and that sort of thing. So it really was, uh, 10, 11 hours a day of just spending time in communion with God and with Jane. And that's why our relationship, uh, with God grew so much during the walk.
0: Wow. Wow. That is so good. And, and, and that's, that's you guys being Jesus's hands and feet literally, um, Yeah, Yeah, what a great description. Uh, So you kind of briefly mentioned this when in your introduction, Rick, uh, as far as how the Lord was and why the Lord was calling you or why you felt led to walk across uh, the country. Um, You said that you felt that America needed, what was it? A revival of Jesusism, which I kind of (laughs) really, I really liked that phrase, Um, but I was curious as to kind of what you meant about that. If you would, wouldn't mind expounding on that um, a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the paragraph you're talking about, I, I, I said what, what our country needed was not, um, you know, more church, uh, more religion, All those kinds of things. And a lot of times when, uh, unfortunately, when Christians talk about revival or when Christians talk about, you know, the America needs Jesus, a lot of times what they're talking about is they're talking about America needs to go back to church or Mm. America needs to change their belief about this or that. And I I think all that's great. And I think all that's fine. But the truth is, um, you're never going to legislate morality um, you are never going to argue people into the kingdom of heaven. Um, the only thing that's ever going to change people is when their hearts change. And the only thing that's going to do that is having a an experience and a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so,, uh, you know we 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 play the religion game so much mm-hmm. and we substitute so many things for a daily, intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, and so what we need is Jesus. We need Jesusism, uh, not churchianity or uh, some, some other thing. And I'm all for church. We go to church, but, uh, we go to church to fellowship with other people who love Jesus. Right. Um, You know, and it's about Jesus. It's not about the church. It's about Jesus. It's not about the rules and regulations and, you know, the do's and the don'ts. It's about Jesus. Right. We've forgotten that we really have forgotten that in America um, and in the church, unfortunately. And uh, this is what I preach day in and day out is that it's all about Jesus.
0: Right. And I agree. And I loved it. And I mean, I think, too, that Jesus discipleship relationships, relationships with him intimately, of course, first and foremost, but with each other. And that's what you all were doing out there is showing Jesus to other people. And that's, that's the way sometimes um, the best and only way that people do see the love of the Lord. um, It's through displayed, uh, displayed through us and how, how we, yeah. And how you're reaching out to, to someone, whether they be someone of higher status or no, everybody needs the Lord. Everybody's got some sort of broken, uh, you know, brokenness inside. And um, so, yeah, definitely. But so since though that you you all took your walk and then you wrote the book was it after, a little while afterwards I guess and do you see the country in the same way um I guess is my curiosity for a uh, question for both of y'all uh, do y'all see things right now kind of uh in, any differently than you did when you took your walk uh
1: we see pretty much everything differently
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet we, I bet
1: <laughs> we one of the things we prayed was that god would give us the eyes of jesus as we walked across america and i always tell people don't ever pray that prayer unless you want your life transformed uh, because you'll never look at people the same again Um, you'll never uh, judge them like you judged them before Um, Mm -hmm. you'll never shun them like you shunned them before uh, because jesus didn't Uh, and if you see people with the eyes of jesus um, it, it transforms your whole life and so our life has never been the same since the walk the walk happened in 2006. And um, you ask about when we wrote the book.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I took extensive notes and actually journaled every day, every night Mm. when we got back from walking, I wrote down um, every name of the people we met, all the situations. Um, I actually kept two journals. I kept one of names and situations and then I kept one of places and, Um, mileage and to kind of document that we actually did it (laughs) right but so when we got back um rick took my journals and he he started actually writing the book then but um for some you know reason god just stayed his hand and he rewrote it i don't know how many times but um we decided this past april i guess uh, um probably march and april to get serious about it and so you might ask why in the world would the lord have them wait (laughs) 17 years to write this book but if we had written this book in 2007 when we got back tanya there was there were no podcasts there was hardly any any social media Mm. and we would have published the book and it would have sat out there and Mm. this way the word is getting out. People are, people's lives are still being changed because we walked across America Mm -hmm. and the word would not have gotten out if we had done it back then. The only way is if we waited until now. And, and we didn't even understand that (laughs) until he started doing podcasts and he started researching how to get information about your book out there. And I don't know, you've done what? 30 podcasts. We've done about
1: 30 podcasts we've done, we just finished our third one, um, from Africa. Uh, we've done three in the United Kingdom and England. We've done Australia New Zealand and the American ones we've done. And some of the others that we've done are broadcast in every continent in the world in over a hundred nations. So we, we really are literally, uh, telling this message and the message of Jesus, uh, around the world, mm. um, which is amazing it would not have been possible 17 years ago to do that Uh, there just wasn't the technology to do it Uh, to sit in our house and talk to you in texas uh, we couldn't have done that and so i mean i talked to people um you know in africa i just just posted a new podcast that came up today uh that's my third podcast from nigeria Um, it's just, it's just really crazy and it makes my head spin sometimes when (laughs) I think about it, but, um, it's so awesome because, uh, this story as Jane just said is still changing people's lives. We get emails every week from people who say, I read the book and it has changed my life. I'll never be the same after reading what God did in your life as you walked across America. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's what we're after. And we just released the children's book because we said, this, this is too good just for adults. We have yes. to let children read this story. So uh, we did that and we're already getting reports back about uh, children who uh, have had the book read to them and they start asking questions about Jesus, which is exactly what we wanted to happen. Yeah. Um, oh
0: yeah, for sure. We, I saw that. I saw that y'all put that out on, on Facebook. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And we we, are, we're, we tr- we're
2: invited um, to read the book to um, one of our local elementary schools And so we went and they brought in, uh, first the second graders and then the first graders and the little children just asked so many questions. And this little boy came up to Rick at the end and he hugged him and he said, you've inspired me. Oh, wow. He he was a, he was a first grader. grader. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, it was just, it was amazing. He
1: said, you've inspired me to tell my friends about Jesus. Yeah. And uh, so that, of course, that's why we wrote the children's book. That's what it's about is sharing Jesus with your friends at school and uh, your family and other people. If you know Jesus, you need to tell people. And we're trying to get that book right now, by the way, in 500 pediatricians offices across the country um, so that uh, when children are waiting to see the doctor, they can pick it up. It's about an eight or ten minute read. And uh, they're going to be waiting that long to see the doctor. So they'll have time to read through this book. Oh, wow. Um, and so it's just a great, another great way of witnessing and and telling people about Jesus. We don't even have to be there for it to happen. It right. Just, it just happens, you know. So Jane left eight copies at the Oklahoma Baptist Children's Home mm-hmm. uh, when she was there a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yep. So oh, all those awesome. kids are
1: going to get to read. Yep. Uh, so we've had people who have bought copies for us to give away. And, uh, that's just been awesome.
0: Yeah. How can people, how, I was going to ask, how can people do that, Rick, if they want to, um, help
1: be able to do that? Um, they can just go to our website. Um, and so we walk.org. and there is actually a page on there, um, about the children's promotion. And there's a letter there that tells exactly what we're doing. And there's a link to a site where they can give, um, if they would like to do that or, Our mailing address is there if they'd rather send a check, but um, yeah, the books are $15. So, uh, you know, anything helps they can buy one book. Uh, we've had people, um, send as much as a thousand dollars, um, to, to buy books. We've got two checks this week for a hundred dollars each, which those two together will buy about 12 or 13 books. So every little bit helps and it goes a hundred percent, uh, to get these books out. None of it goes to us. So we're real excited about it.
2: I have to tell you, Tanya, those two checks that we got this week, one was from a little lady who, who her and her husband came and drove for us and he has since passed away, but she still supports our ministry. Oh, wow. The the other was from a lady that we actually met on the walk in Oklahoma Uh, and she had heard about us. Was it a television um, thing that she had heard and she drove up beside us and she said, are y'all the ones walking across America? And we said, yes. And she said, get in, I'll take you to the next town. And we said, it was really hot that day. And, uh-huh. and, and we said, no, we're walking. We can't ride. And she said, I won't tell anybody. Well, <laughs> anyway, we did, yeah. not get, we did not take the ride, but she uh, <laughs> went ahead and she left money for our lunch and, and some extra money just, just to get us, uh, further along, and we have have become um, dear friends with her, and oh, we have visited wow. her several times in Oklahoma. And she's one of the ones that just sent us money for the children's books. So. Wow,
1: what a yeah. that is! That
0: is I so know. neat. The I relationships, know. yeah, that yeah. is so neat. um It's the, how it's still carrying on. I mean, it's to me, it's like you guys just did this. You know, of course, I I'm, know. You know, I'm just hearing about <laughs> it, but. Um, Yeah, I just think that what you guys have done and what how you are letting God continue to to use that experience to just further the kingdom, I think is awesome. I mean, y'all trusted in his timing and you know, it's, it made for a better book that, I mean, I, I hate to think that you had to rewrite it and rewrite it, but that's how you make a good book. <laughs> Unfortunately, right. I'm that's, I'm having to work on that myself. Um, you know, writing is uh, something you you, you want to do because you want to get something out that needs to get out, but it's a, it's a hard process for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I commend you guys on what you, you know, the walk itself um and then definitely the book and what you all are doing just to continue to do God's will and to get his message out there. That's just so cool though. Divine appointments mm-hmm. and um, relationships. I think right. that's just, I think that's awesome. And um, it's, it's not
2: just us. um And that's the other part of the message. um God will use everyone like Mm. that i mean he probably won't ask you to walk across america but he he will probably ask you to walk across the street and talk to your neighbor you know Mm. and give you the the strength to do that and and you know the courage to do that and um so that's also part of of the message is it's for everyone it's not just for us and it's not about us. And I think if we had written the book back then, it might've been more about us than it is about sharing. You
0: know? Right, right. That's and good.
1: The, the other thing too, Tanya, is that uh, we always tell people, it's not about what we did 17 years ago. It's not about what we did in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it's how that is affecting what we do now. Mm. You know, Christians are great about talking what about what God used to do. Yeah, and, uh, I grew up in a church where they always had Testimony time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the same few people would give their testimony every week. And their testimony always went something like this <laughs> Well, 40 years ago, God saved me and I'm going to heaven and I'm glad He saved me. And it was really great. And I'm <laughs> going to heaven. And, you know, that was it. Yeah. And so God hadn't really done anything in their life for 40 years. They didn't have anything else to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we emphasize to people is God wants to do something in your life today. Yes. Uh, you, you can't live off the past glories. Um, and yeah, we walked across America and was awesome. It was the best experience of our life. And it has opened the door uh, for us to be able to talk about Jesus in lots of different settings. But that's not all God did in our life. And, right. you know, we've traveled the world. We've been to India. We've been to Mexico. We've been to China. We've been to Tibet. Uh, we've been all over the United States. And uh, we continue. Uh, we're going to Cincinnati this weekend to speak in a church. Um, and it's actually one of the churches that helped sponsor us when we were, uh, walking across America. Yeah. Uh, and it's our pastor who was our pastor at a different church, uh, when we were walking across America. Um, so there's a, there's a constant, um, listening. It's not just what God said to me in 2005. It's what God said to me this morning, mm-hmm. what, what God will say to me tomorrow morning. Mm. Uh, because if you just live off of what God did in the past, you know, God is a God. I, I love it when Moses was talking to God in the burning bush and he he said, who am I going to say sent me? Mm-hmm. And God's answer was, I am. Yes. Not I was. Yes. Or not. I'm going to be, but mm-hmm. I am today mm-hmm. right now. I am. And Jesus said it over and over. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the light. Um. And so what that tells us is God is a God of the present. Um, yes. And he's the God of what? what he wants to do in our life today. Um, And so we just tell people, look, we don't know what God wants you to do today. Uh, We're only responsible for what God tells us to do today. But if you'll listen, God will tell you what he wants you to do today, where he leads you today, who your divine appointment is with today. Mm -hmm. Um, And when people finally catch hold of that, uh, it transforms their life. Because now, instead of every day being something that we dread, Every day we get up and say, God, what are we doing today? Who are we meeting today? What do you want me to say today? And so it becomes an exciting, adventurous life rather than a doldrum, you know, kind of a a boring, uh, something that we don't look forward to. But instead, it's something we can say, man, I can't wait for tomorrow because I know God's got great things planned.
0: Yes, that's awesome, Rick. And I was about to ask, you know, If you had any, you all had any advice for anybody that was listening that that's feeling nudged, you know, but like you say, God, God does, he calls all of us to do something for him every day or to, to do, he's got a will for all of us each day. And like, and like she, like Jane said, it may be to go to talk to your neighbor across the street. I don't know how many of us don't talk to our neighbors, but I like how you pointed out Jane, because I was going to ask, you know, what, what advice do you have? But your advice is that God will supply the grace for you or the strength for you or the money for the journey or whatever it is that you're, if he's going to call you to it, then he's going to, equip you and and his mercies are new every morning and uh like you say Rick a new day a new plan you know uh just <laughs> turn turn it turn it if you turn yourself over to the Lord he'll supply the way to get it done and the means to get it done amen, yeah. amen. our advice
1: our advice to people is always the same 50 years ago Jane and I decided that our answer to God would always be yes mm. that before he asked the question, the answer is yes. Mm. Most of us treat God like we treat our friend. Our friend comes into the room and says, will you do me a favor? And we say, well, what is it? And we don't want to say we'll do it till we know what it is. (laughs) And a lot of times God says to us, I've got something for you to do. And our response is, well, what is it? Because Mm. we want to know what he wants from us before we say yes or no. Well, we decided that that's backwards. You should always say yes to God before he asks the question. That way he knows when he asks that, your answer is going to be yes. And we think that God uses people whose answer is yes, before he asks the question in a special way, in a different way than he uses everybody else. Um, and so we've tried to live our life that way to always say yes to God. Amen. Um, that That's, that's kind of the thing. I i have to tell you this, Tanya, just as we were talking uh-huh. and you were talking about doing what God wants you to do and God giving you the grace. I, w- I was thinking about the name of your podcast, and I was thinking in order to do what God calls us to do every day, we need both grits and grace. Yes. <laughs> we, 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 need, uh, we need grit sometimes because sometimes we have to bear down and and it's not easy to do it. Right. Um, but God will always give us the grace. He, he'll never lead us anywhere that he won't give us the strength and the courage and the grace to accomplish what he's asked us to do. That's not who he is. Uh, he's a God who will enable us to do everything he calls us to do. He'll never leave us stranded. Um, and we knew that. And and we got to places on the walk where we ran out of money. We got out to places where we had accidents and I had horrible injuries and Jane had horrible blisters. And, you know, the, the natural human tendency is to give up and quit. But God didn't call us to quit. He called us to walk, which means he will give you the strength, the grits and the grace to walk. Um, and so I, I think that's, I think that's where we all need to come to. We just have to come to that place where the decision of our heart is I'm going to do whatever God calls me to do, whatever it means, whatever it costs, um, because Jesus will be enough to get me through.
0: Amen. I like how you say whatever it costs, uh, cause definitely the grit to me, uh, I like to always remind people, um. Uh, you say fortunately or unfortunately I guess it depends on your perspective but to me a lot of my a lot of my grit has come from trials yeah Um, you know we get that through the through overcoming trials and we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by that grace that he gives us but yeah definitely you you hit the nail on the head with the name of the podcast (laughs) for sure (laughs) I appreciate that and I I appreciate y'all keeping up with me too I've been keeping up with you all and um I do appreciate you coming on the show today and I've had so much, I tell you what, it's, I feel like I've been almost kind of been in church because, um, I can tell, um, you're well, you, you, you're, I feel like you've been teaching me a lot of theology and doctrine, just, <laughs> just good doctrine right here. You know, I, I love good doctrine though. There's nothing like it. It's wow. good for it's good for the soul. Um, But I feel like kind of that's what's been going on in this discussion. It's been real good for me. And hopefully you guys listening have enjoyed this as well as I have. Um, Do you guys have anything to say in closing?
1: I don't think so. I think I think we just about covered it all. <laughs> I, th- I think
0: I think so. Uh, well, it's been a blessing. Um, I hope that you all continue to be blessed, and, and as as you go and out and do things with with the Lord um, uh, for for His glory, Amen. So, all right. Uh, so we'll go ahead and close out to this broadcast. I, I hope again that you all listening um, are blessed and that God is seeing to your needs and opening the doors that need to be open and closing the ones that need to be shut and just making ways for you where that needs to be made in Jesus name. All right, this is Tonya with the Grit and Grace podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.